Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Escuchas ese rugido. ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. The Ghana Airport Company Limited has been slapped with a hefty fine of 200,000 cities by the right to information commission for failing to comply with directives to provide access to information to Joy News. Joy News' head of research, Raymond Aqua, who commends this request for information, joins me in the studio with more. Raymond, good to have you. Thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> I, I was wondering if this 200,000 will come to us, but it will go to the commission. But, but more seriously, what exactly did we request from the commission? So first and foremost, we wanted to know that contract. You know, from 2020 when COVID happened, there was a contract with Frontiers Healthcare Services to actually provide some COVID testing at the airport. We wanted to first know the content of that contract. Then secondly, the processes that led to the selection of Frontiers as the company to deliver that particular COVID testing at the airport. We also wanted to know, beyond the processes that led to the selection of Frontiers, mm. the other reasoning they arrived at and the proceedings that went through. So the reasons they actually gave themselves for selecting Frontiers. Okay. Then we moved on to find out, since the COVID testing happened, and until the time that it ended, mm. and until the time that we had made the request, somewhere in October 2022, mm -hmm. that time, we wanted to know how much money 
has come in generally, mm -hmm. how much Frontiers got, and how much government got from that. Yeah. Those are the very specific information that we're asking from the airport company. So how did or, or why did the uh, RTI commission uh, intervene and actually uh, uh, um, impose or force the company to provide this information? Because the first response of the airport company was that the information we were requesting for mm. was exempt. Okay. They relied on Section 10 of the LTI Act and insisted that if information is exempt, they cannot provide us with the information. We took the view that Section 10 did not cover this contract and the information we were requesting. I remember. So we petitioned the LTI Commission to intervene and force them to give us the information. Mm -hmm. The Commission then asked the airport company to submit the entire report that we are asking for, the information, to them. Let them yeah. do a determination of the content of that information. Then they can come to the conclusion that this is either exempt or not exempt at all. Okay. The Commission wrote to us and wrote to the airport company telling them that they should provide for us within 10 days, within a week, the information we are asking, because according to their own review, it was not exempt. Okay. So they overruled the view of the airport company, company and agreed with us that they should supply this information to okay. us. This is as far back as February of this year. And we're in September. And we're in September. So we had to remind the commission once more that since you asked them within a week, supply the information to us. Mm. They have not complied with that directive. Okay. They, they, the commission was forced to then put a fine of 200,000 cities. So right now, let's get it straight. They have uh, 10 days to provide the information. One week, yes. Uh, one week and mm. still pay 200,000 cities as a fine for, for the delay. In between that, when they were ordered to actually pay the fine, mm. the airport company asked for a waiver that they should not pay the fine. Mm -hmm. The RTI Commission disagreed with them. Without. Indeed, the exact response was that their conduct, their failure to supply within the time scale required, yep. and their conduct, which is not in compliance with the RTI Act, mm -hmm. is not something that the Commission will tolerate. Okay. So they are not going to waive the fine on them. Okay. So they should pay the 200000 They uh, then ask for more time. The Commission said, ordinarily, if you can supply the same information to us as far back as the time that we're talking about yep. and proceed again to also deal with us on that front, it means yep. you have the information, information. ready about so just provide So you should be able to give it to them. Yep. So they then said, in the interest of fairness, you have one week to supply join us with the information mm -hmm. they have requested, mm -hmm. even though you are still going to pay these 200,000 cities. As a fine. Yes. And the one week takes from when? From exactly the 20th of September, when this letter was issued. All right. So we'll be counting the days and expect that the Ghana uh, Airport Company will comply with this information. Head of Legal Governance, Regulatory and Research at the RTI Commission, Stephen Owusu, spoke on Joy FM's Super Morning Show on the Airport Company uh, to pay 200,000 cities and why the payment of that penalty will not be waived. Okay, so we received the complaint from Multimedia that they lodged an application for uh, information about the contract with Frontiers and they, they did not receive the desired response, so they came to the commission. Now, uh, <clears throat> the process at the, at the commission is that in tune with uh, natural justice, Okay, we have to listen to the other side. So we always write to the public institution, mm -hmm. okay, referring them to the application we have received and asking them for the reason for denying 
the application now the response we we got was that the information the applicant asked for is exempt mm. okay so we did a further correspondence and said that okay furnish us with the information because we have the, the powers under the act to request for any information from any public institution for purposes of examining to ascertain if it is exempt or not so furnish us with the information they furnished us with the information and uh, we went through the the books submitted to us and we were of the view that no part of the information submitted to us was exempt from disclosure mm. so we made an order we gave a directive that after examining the information we do not think it is exempt so Away from that, a lot of people uh, used to see at the dialysis center at the Cape Coast Teaching Hospital are no more because they couldn't afford treatment. These are words of a kidney patient who has been relying on the service for the past 10 years. Thomas Khan says the increase in the cost of dialysis treatment from 380 cities to 765 cities by the Kolebu Teaching Hospital will make life unbearable for persons with kidney conditions. We'll hear from him shortly, but first, in a video that has gone viral, one of the protesters who spoke to Maxwell at Bagba at the Occupy Jilobi House demonstration at the weekend said she was protesting for a better health care system. She said a 24-year-old man had died that morning after his father, who was a teacher for 30 years, could not afford the cost of dialysis treatment. Maxwell Agbagba has more in this report. It is afternoon. Thousands of young Ghanaians have partially shut down the capital after blocking the main road with their protest. They, among others, demanded an end to corruption, unemployment, and mismanagement of the economy. The sun has now disappeared from the sky as it starts to get dark. The crowd becomes agitated, demanding the removal of barricades so they can demonstrate in front of the Jubilee House. One of the protesters, Nasiba, is charging at the policemen here. Her reason, her reason, a four-year-old man died the morning before the protest. Thomas Khan has been on dialysis treatment for the past 10 years. He says some persons he used to see at the center of the Cape Coast Hospital have died after they couldn't afford the treatment. He joins us live with more. Thomas, tell us how you feel after hearing this worrying uh, you know, situation expressed by the Kolibu Teaching Hospital regarding a possible shutdown of its renal unit. Hello, Thomas. Right. We'll try and get Thomas to join us uh, with more about how he feels 
hearing that the Kolebu Chichen Hospital will be uh, forced to shut down. I mean, according to the Kolebu Chichen Hospital's PR, Mustafa Salifu, the hospital will be forced to shut down its dialysis center if it does not increase the cost of treatment from 380 cities to 765 cities. He says the removal of tax exemptions and high import duties are responsible for the new charges. So really, if we do the real analysis of the cost, it will, you get to about 850 cities. Previously, it was it was it was done because they because some of the variables some of the variables were actually being taken care of uh, by, by by the state. But now we have had to pay for everything ourselves, and all those things are factored into it. Now, when you we used to previously we used to clear we used to clear these items, we used to get tax, uh, tax exemptions when we are clearing these items. But now you have to pay for the import duty and other taxes that are related to it. So if we still want to run as we used to do previously, it means I see my brother uh, in the next couple in the next couple of weeks or several days down the line, we'll have to uh, shut down the heat. In other words, if you do not increase the cost of dialysis, you'll be left with no choice than to shut the dialysis unit down entirely. That, 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 that is the hard reality that we have to face. And you say it's primarily because one, the the uh, the cover you get from the government is no longer there. You're now having to do full cost recovery. The tax exemptions have also been removed. Yes, uh, tax exemption is no longer there. The cost that we get, we you know these are imported from Europe. The cost of uh, the kit has gone up, and then uh, the cost of virtually all the 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 the, the, the inputs that we use to this to provide these services have gone up. So, and you know, we, we are not doing this to actually make profit. We want to provide a service to patients. So what we have done, as I mentioned, when we did a real actual assessment of the, the, the cost, all the inputs that we need to buy, we need to procure to provide a service, it comes to about 850 Ghana cities. But you know, we need to cushion the patients a, a bit. That's why we did, we did a, when we did analysis, we realized that uh, if we leave it at the 765.42, uh, that, that is something we we, we we can manage to to keep the service going. Let's now get some education on how the disease develops. Early this year, I engaged Dr. Samuel Eduardjen, a medical officer at the renal dialysis unit of the Kolebu Teaching Hospital, on how to maintain a healthy kidney. It tells us about the causes, among which is malaria. There are so many causes of kidney diseases. Um, I would break it into two. First of all, we can have an acute kidney injury or acute kidney failure, and then we have the chronic kidney failure or chronic kidney disease. So any condition that is able to cause a reduction in the blood flow to the kidney can cause kidney disease. So if someone has an infection, it can also cause kidney disease. If there is a reduced blood pressure or extremely high blood pressure in an acute state, it can also lead to kidney problems. Aside that, you can have um, infections. Even malaria can cause acute kidney problems. Aside that, we can also talk about hypertension, diabetes, obesity, smoking, which are the key risk factors that we have that causes the kidney disease in Ghana. So concerning lifestyle, lifestyle is the driving factor that leads to hypertension, 
diabetes as well as obesity. And so if someone is taking a lot of saturated fats, that can lead to hypertension. We can now speak with Thomas Kahn, who's been on dialysis treatment for the past 10 years. He says some persons he used to see at the center of the Cape Coast Hospital have died after they couldn't afford treatment. He joins us live. Thomas, tell us how you feel after hearing this worrying uh, story expressed by the Kolebu PRO that there's a possible shutdown of its renal unit. Hello, Thomas. Hello, Thomas, if you can hear me. Right, so there's a bit of a connection challenge. Definitely something will bring you in our subsequent bulletins. Let's get on to other stories and the National Petroleum Authority is warning the Chinese firm behind the construction of an oil refinery at Tema that it will not license some 600 tankers imported to transport petroleum products across the country. The Chinese company Sinchu, according to the NPA, will be violating the local content law if it engages in the haulage of products. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Escuchas ese rugido Sientes la experiencia de poder La emoción de la libertad Ya estás preparado Para vivir tu nueva aventura Nueva Ram 1500 Hecha para vivir Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC Find by the entity The Tanker Owners Union has already warned They will stop the transportation Of oil products If the regulator does not stop Here is a member of the union Kwame Jantua you know that uh, quite recently a new refinery was built by the Chinese in Tema, next door to the Tema oil refinery. And we have no challenge with that. But then we realize that they have brought in 600 tankers. They were they're saying they come to haul their product 
into other OMCs. And we were asking, does MPA know about it? Because for anything like that, MPA should be aware. The excuse they gave was that the refinery that they built, how they load the refined petroleum products into the tanker, they do it through the bottom and not through the top. And that most Ghanaian tankers do not have bottom loading. But that is not true. Nearly 90% of tankers in Ghana have both top and bottom loading. So what is their uh, intention? Why have they brought these 600 in? And we are of the opinion that they have brought it in to do haulage. And the challenge is that they can undercut because they are producing. They can undercut. And once they undercut, that means they are competing with other petrol uh, 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 companies. Mm -hmm. And then the next thing you see, they'll have their own petrol garages and gradually they take over. They have the money to bring in 600 trucks because they say the, the loading system is different. The NPA has been responding to the concerns of the tanker owners as well as the operations of the Chinese company Sentio. My colleague Elton Brobe has been sharing details. And this is dated the 25th of September 2023 and it's addressed to the chief executive of Sentio Refinery Limited. The NPA, the NPA says that it has come to its attention that Sentio has imported a large number of bulk road vehicles, that those are the tankers, into the country for the transportation of petroleum products. Additionally, the MPS has noticed that the configuration of the loading gantry at the refinery can only accommodate bottom loading instead of top loading or both. This configuration, according to the MPS, will mean that about 5,000 BRVs in the country will not be able to load from the gantry. And this situation, according to the MPS, has already created uneasiness among stakeholders in the petroleum downstream industry. And it says that the entry of Centro into the domestic market in view of the refining capacity means that Centro may be producing approximately 50% of the domestic petroleum product requirement of this nation. Therefore, disenfranchising existing local players with over 5,000 BRPs uh, will create a very unfair competitive environment in the industry. And they also quote Section 43 of the National Petroleum Act and also the local content law, which reserve this sector of the economy to indigenous Ghanaian companies. And the MPA ends by saying that we wish to advise that as per the above policy, the authority will not be in a position to license your bulk vehicles to transport petrol. Let's now go back to our earlier story where the Kolibu Teaching Hospital is hinting that it would have to increase its uh, fees for dialysis treatment from 300 uh, and 58 to 765 cities or else it will be forced to shut down the renal unit. We've been joined by Thomas Khan, who's been on dialysis for some time now. Thomas, how do you feel about news that uh, the Kolebu Teaching Hospital would have to increase their fees or shut the renal unit? Hi, Sam. Good afternoon. In fact, that news came to us as very shocking and very uh, heartless. We, we, feel, we feel whoever took that decision uh, is a heartless decision because already just around the 380 and then 350 cities that some of the units are paying 
was even a difficult situation for us. And then we wake up and we are being slapped with such an increment. It's almost equal to just uh, announcing that all persons living with kidney disease should just uh, get into the hospitals to be injected so they can die. In fact, this is heartbreaking. As I have to tell you the truth, even just the 380 and the 350 that uh, some of the units were paying, most people were not able to afford. The prescribed uh, procedure is that you have to do it three times in a week. Some cannot even do it once a, a, a week. Some can't even do it even uh, once in two weeks or even in a month. And for, for this increment to take place, I thought this is certainly heartbreaking. The Colabut Teaching Hospital explains that it is not uh, its fault, but it's because the tax exemptions have been taken off, and that's why they would have to increase the cost. I mean, what would you have them do, or what, what, what exactly do you want at this point? We've been advocating for a tax for for, 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 for for so many years. I've been on dialysis for 10 years, and it has always been the advocacy that I've been doing. I have been advocating for this, and there are other people as well who have been advocating for this. Same, we've been singing same song. So if I have done it for 10 years and we haven't seen any results, then it means that something should be done. Not too long ago, we had uh, Dr. Nsiasari uh, mentioned that there was going to be something done about this. And we've been waiting for it. We thought that that news was uh, refreshing and then something was going to be done. And so now, nothing. Only for this news to come. In fact, I this this is heartbreaking. This is heartbreaking. And it's about time that uh, the president needs to step in. Because already the 380, 350 charged by the various units, people were not being able to pay. So if this is also going to take effect, then it means that we are going to lose a lot more. We're going to lose a lot of life. I'm very sorry about the situation, but Thomas Khan is a dialysis patient and he says government definitely must step in to help, otherwise more of the people with dialysis will die. Let's get on to other stories. The West Mamprusi Municipal Chief Executive and a member of, of the NPP and Dr. Baumier's campaign team in the Northeast region, Arimea Somolaki, says Alan Sherman since resignation from the NPP will have no significant impacts on the prospects of the party's victory in the upcoming general elections. According to him, the majority of Mr. Sherman since loyally supported him because he was a member of NPP. He, however, cautioned the party against any back-channel arrangement for the return of Alan Sherman, who he describes as a pampered child who wants to be pampered at all times. He spoke to Elias Sotanko. You can see that a lot of the people that were following him has now come out and told their support to the vice president. It was done in Western region, Western North. It was, it was, it was done even in other region. The deputy minister of finance 
who was an adding supporter of the Alan Chiamatin campaign team, has come out and threw her support out of it. He said she was following her because of the party. They follow him because of the party and not the individual. The party is bigger than anyone. No one person is bigger than the party. Arimia Osomolaki was reacting to the resignation of Mr. Chiamantin in announcing his breakaway from the MPP on Tuesday. Mr. Chiamantin cited, amongst others, the intimidation of his supporters, including prominently the beating up of his agent in the Northeast region during the party superdelegates election, which he lost. In reaction, the MCA denied Mr. Chiamantin's supporters were intimidated in the Northeast region and criticized his reason for resigning from the party. Not even to out there, the guy was not chased away. But he was beaten. He, 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 was, he, he had confrontation with an individual who was more stronger than him. Besides that, that shouldn't be an avenue for him to, 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 to resign. It is it was only one incident out of 16. Besides that, they came back together and were able to form a formidable team to go. So that shouldn't be an opportunity for him to go. Let me tell you, is there any election in this country that has been done without violence? And nobody has ever resigned. You see, he resigned for the fact that he's incompetent to lead the party. Because if he knew whether he was competent enough to lead MPP, he would have found his ways of getting into the race. Let me tell you, we can't continue to be pampering this man like that. He behaved like, a, I mean, a, a pampered child, a last born, who the parents all don't, I mean, a pampers. We don't do that. Let's come together. This is a political party. It is not a family affair. And the political party is bigger than each and everybody. He also added that although he wished Mr. Chairman would willingly return to the party, he cautioned against any attempt to convince him back if he failed. But let me tell you, this time no one will beg him. We will not beg him. We, think, we, we, we will allow him because that's his conscience. But we are, we, are, we are looking at it in such a way that at least he should be able to understand that it's a political issue and not an individual issue right okay but Umea has sold himself very well marketed himself and marketed himself very well and sold himself to the people and that is what is happening it is not because he is the vice president we don't have any personal issue with him it is political issues we are talking about and we should look at it and look at the future of this country Ghana's waste sector contributes more than 7% of the country's greenhouse gas emissions catalyzing climate change and global warming. With the government hoping to drastically reduce environmentally hazardous gases by 2030, researchers in the country have commenced a computational pilot study to convert the heaps of municipal organic waste into cleaner fuel alternatives, including green hydrogen. On Climate Focus today, Emmanuel Brightquaku joined researchers at the International Conference for Renewable Energy in Africa to explore the potential of integrating bi-hydrogen generation into hybrid waste to energy. Heaps of garbage at a dam site collected from various households and other sources within the Kumasi city. In this chunk of rubbish, a mixture of solid organic waste materials, scraps, plastics, amongst others. In Ghana, organic fraction of municipal solid waste accounts for 48 to 69 percent of the waste generation either disposed of indiscriminately or incinerated without energy recovery. At the Maiden International Conference on Circular Economy, Renewable 
energy and green hydrogen in Africa, scientists uncovered the potential of converting these organic wastes into green hydrogen, a cleaner and emerging fuel alternative. Ghanaian researchers at the Institute of Industrial Research under the Council for Scientific and Industrial Research have commenced a pilot study at a hybrid waste energy plants at Jankuba in the Ashanti region. Dr. Mutala Mohammed is a principal investigator. The project is to be able to convert organic waste into biogas and we are supposed to do about 100 to produce 100 kilowatts of energy that's biogas from the organic fraction of the municipal solid waste and in doing so because it is a pilot plan as researchers we wanted to actually go further to be able to see how we could actually convert the biogas from organic waste further into hydrogen so currently there is a, a pilot sort of like facility at the place and the infrastructure is actually being put in place to be able to produce the hydrogen from the biogas that will be produced at the place. Best alive on Joy News today. Let's take a break. When we return, there is more. Hello, my name is Abeiku Agri Santana. If there's anything that makes my life so easy, it is my bank. I love hanging out with my boys' boys at our usual fufu joint. But even without cash, we still the job better with EcoBank Mobile. No matter the time of day, my bank helps me stay in touch with my beautiful wife whenever she's away. And when my beautiful wife is in town, she never misses out on her favorite TV shows because I'm able to pay up all my TV subscriptions from the comfort of my mobile phone. Whenever she has to get groceries too, my bank makes it cashless and convenient. And the part my wife loves the most is when my bank makes it possible and easy for her to shop from any part of the world without moving. <laughs> Welcome to the smart world of EcoBank. Download EcoBank Mobile from Google Play Store or the App Store and discover the smart way to bank. EcoBank, the Pan-African bank. Kitty rice contains 12 vitamins? Yes, 12 essential vitamins that growing bodies need. So... Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. You're healthy and strong. And smart. Absolutely.
Kidivite Multivitamin Tonic contains all the essential vitamins and nutrients needed for the healthy development of children from age 1 to 12 years. Also available, Kidivite Multivitamin Drops for babies under 12 months. Grow strong, grow healthy with Kidivite. Distributed by NS Chemist Limited. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. Once every year, the finest marketing minds from across Ghana gather to recognize, reward brilliance in the field of marketing, celebrate their works and connect. This year, the prestigious Chartered Institute of Marketing Ghana present the 34th edition of the annual National Marketing Performance Awards under the theme, Marketing, a tool for economic recovery. Guest of Honor, Professor Abednego Fehi Okoyamati, Vice-Chancellor, University of Professional Studies Accra. The date, 30 September, the venue. Labadi Beach Hotel. The time is 7 p.m. For corporate table reservations, call Nana on 055-274-6592 or 0242-307-801. Come join us, wine, dine, award, and celebrate all night long. CIMG, marketing means business. CIMG, working for Ghana. Hello, good afternoon. Warm welcome to the business segment here on Joy News today with me, Pius Kojobaka. Leading beverage brand Guinness Ghana Limited has launched a platform to encourage youth to unearth their creative potential. The platform dubbed Accra Maganza will seek to develop the creative economy by forming network sessions for young people in various creative sectors to learn from each other. Speaking at an influenza soiree, head of BS at Guinness Ghana, Roland Ofori, explained that the brand is committed ensuring the growth of the creative economy through Akravanza. Guinness Ghana Limited, as part of its Black Shine's Brightest campaign, organized a soiree to bring creatives in the country together to network and build connections. The event also provided customers with the opportunity to associate and meet producers of the various beverages. In an interview with Joy Business, head of BS at Guinness Ghana, Roland Ofori, underscored Guinness's commitment to create an enabling environment for the youth to thrive and actively contribute to the nation's socio-economic development through creative economy. I think some few years back, nobody would have believed that you can make a decent living dancing, right? But now, these young people have changed that paradigm. They've been able to create another enduring, you know, income. And these people are expensive, right? And that, 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 that kind of tells us that, listen, sometimes you need a brand like Guinness, who... Especially in the midst of, you know, a very youthful population in Africa and in Ghana as extension, whereby it is very difficult for there to be enough jobs being created for them to just encourage them. It is, it is, it is, it is okay to want to experiment on the, your God-given talent, and as a brand like Guinness that will support that course and give you the platform, partner with you to fully express, make a decent living for yourself. Most importantly, also encourage that young person out there who is also confused about what the future holds for them, but knows that, listen, if it is possible for the likes of Ziggy to make a decent living from their passion, I can also also maybe develop my, my passion around. Music. The Guinness Accra Vangaza is aimed at promoting culture and overall economic development. 
marketing professionals have been entreated to look beyond making just profit in their organizations. According to market professional and author of a book dubbed Why Go for Cramps If You Can Own a Bakery, Roland Ofori marketers, um, according to him, should explore opportunities to ensure sustainability in the operations. He spoke to Joy Business at the launch of his book. The book talks about how one can shift his or her mindset from scarcity to abundance and start living the life one truly desires. It helps to break free from limiting beliefs and empower you to take bold action towards your goals. Roland Ofori explained that there's the need for resilience across all sectors. In this in this era, the, the only constant thing is change, right? We found ourselves in a very strange era of, you know, uh, volatility, you know, uncertainty, um, ambiguity, right, and complexity. And during these times, people are looking for purpose. People now now go beyond, you know, just nice advertising. They want to identify with brands that have a purpose. And research has shown that 92% of consumers um, will align themselves to brands that represent, you know, their beliefs. So today, things around sustainability, how we take care of the environment, is key to even the young person, right? Example is the likes of the Greta Thunberg. So I believe that brands and firms owe that duty of care to take a step back and see and say that beyond selling and making profit, how are we driving the, the narrative in a very positive and progressive way so that we all make the society we find ourselves better than we came to meet it. The marketing professional also called for more collaboration. And that's all for business for now. I am Pius Kojubaka. I will be back at 1 p.m. with the marketplace. Yes, that's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow, it has a working surface like this. Mm-hmm, that's so true. I can see S-I-N-T-E-S syntax. That is so true, my daughter. Well, it falls down into spoilers. That's not true. But why? Yay! <laughs> Syntex was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? Owning a home is an accomplishment. When it comes to choosing our preference of living, we are faced with a dilemma. Will you go for affordability, comfort, or luxury? Well, we will help you choose your preferred home at a very affordable and convenient way at the 2023 edition of the Republic Bank Love Affirm Habitat Fair. Slated for Friday, 6 October to Sunday, 8 October, 2023 at the Kumasi City Mall, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. each day. This event is brought to you by your superstation, Love 99.5 FM, in partnership with Republic Bank. Powered by Airport City HDG Homes. And sponsored by DBS Industries Limited, Syntex Tank, the ultimate protection plus insurance product from Star Life Assurance. Supported by.
It's time for a dose of sports here, and we'll throw the focus on the Black Queens, who will face Namibia in the last round of qualifying for the 2024 Women's Africa Cup of Nations. Now, this follows a comprehensive 12-0 aggregate win over Rwanda. Now, uh, the head coach of the Black Queens, Nora Hoptil, believes that they still have a lot to do in terms of improvement for the game. We had the first uh, away game, 7-0 um, in, in, uh, um, in Rwanda. So I think um, our objective today was um, to stay humble, to stay earth-taking, to take um, this game from the 0-0 on. Um, at the moment, a lot of people ask me, uh, how much do you score this time? And I said, this is the wrong question, because um, we all the time work on our performance. And when we put a good performance on the pitch, the result will follow. So we just released all those uh, result uh, um, thoughts of our minds. Um, and there were plenty of things to work on still. So we worked on our rest defense. Um, what is happening when we lose the ball? Um, we worked on where do we need the delivery of the crosses to put it. Um, so all the time, this is our mindset. We are very hungry. We always want to develop. And, and proceed our our performance. Well, let's talk some boxing now. And the Ghana Boxing Federation's president, Bernard Quarte, has revealed that the Black Bombers failed in Senegal to qualify for the Olympics because they found it difficult to understand international rules. Now, 12 boxers who represent Ghana at the qualifier in Dakar uh, were unable to qualify for the Olympic Games, which is happening in Paris next year. According to Quarte, this is due to the lack of internationally certified coaching referees and judges here in Ghana. I was monitoring everything as a president of the Federation because at the end of the day, what we pray is to make sure we qualify multiple boxers to represent Ghana. Very well. Like we did uh, in, in, in the same data for Samuel Tichi to be able to win bronze for Ghana. I realized that there are some finishing touches that uh, we should be able to overcome. So it was there that I realized that no, there are some uh, mistakes that you know our boxers were actually commenting. Mm. One has to do with the rules and regulations. And the rules and regulations, I earlier told you that uh, we have a serious challenge because in Ghana, we can tell you we have uh, a local police, uh, uh, police and judges, but to understand or to let you know that they understand uh, what we have said, the international rules and regulations is, is, is something that I can tell you for a fact that we have a serious challenge there. Well, that's it for your sport for now. I'll be back at 2 p.m. with some more details and some more stories from around the world. And, of course, we'll bring you some analysis as well on sports today. You stay well. My name is Nathaniel Atta, and I have love for sport.
Welcome back to joining us today to the rest of our stories. And experts in the tech space are calling for more proactive measures by Google to combat misinformation, fake news, and enhance personal data protection as a giant search engine turns 25 years today. Google was officially established on September 27, 1998. The tech giant said in a blog that its journey began when doctoral students Sergeant Bryan and Larry Page met at Stanford University's computer science program in the late 1990s. Well, today, Google is being used by people from all walks of life and at all levels, including students and the working class. So as a tech giant turns 25, we ask how beneficial has Google been to you and what can improve? We'll hear from the experts shortly, but first, joining us via Zoom is ace journalist and CEO of Influencer Africa, Israel Lai, to share his experience of an age with little or no Google at all and how it has subsequently greatly influenced this work over the period. Great to have you. Easy, baby. <laughs> good, good, to, good to see you too. Uh, so so tell me how it was when you started as a journalist without Google compared to now with this powerful search engine. Okay, so Google was around all the same, but except it wasn't as powerful as it is now. So you couldn't do much with it. There were few searches that you could do, those meta searches that you could do, because we do. The results that you have wouldn't be that much. But over the years, um, you've had it being populated, you know, so we'll, but we'll come to that. So at the time when we started, you were not going to rely on people. You just have to do the regular phone calls and calling people and asking about if you wanted some information or you wanted to do any research, you would have to pick up your phone and call somebody who you believe knows. And then the person is going to uh, share whatever knowledge that they have with you. But uh, it wasn't a case where you were just going to go on, on Google and, uh, and you key in, put in some keywords and then something. You get so much information and you decide which one uh, you're going to go with. So, yes, it was a regular phone call. You were going out there to look for people, to interview them or ask them about things that happened you know, way uh, in the past. Mm. And, and fast forward now, how has it been beneficial to you as a journalist, for instance? Oh, my, I mean, it's, there's been a you know, transformational improvement in what Google can offer you. And we're looking at, there's so much. You're looking for videos, you're looking for pictures, you're looking for actually... You know, sometimes you've done some stories that um, you quite can't recall the detail of, or you want to get the exact detail of. You just go on Google and you type, and it pulls it up for you and says, okay, that's my story. Because sometimes um, you, of course, you would have done stories, you would have backed it up and all that. When, when you're asking for the uh, IT people to help you pull out some stuff, then it becomes a challenge. But then, yeah, Google has made it possible that you just go online, your own stories that you have posted, and then you can pull them up and uh, get whatever you're looking for. You're, you're looking for videos, material, that um, stories that you've done in the past, that you can quickly go on Google, you know, via YouTube, you can pull up those images. Stuff happening 
around town. You're looking for uh, what's trending. If you go on Google, you can get to, to do that. So Google clearly has become a, a very, very, very powerful tool in, in recent years. In, in recent times, they're actually adding artificial intelligence to it. And it makes it uh, a lot more useful. It's a powerful tool. No what can improve uh, um, Israel? I like the bit about the call for them to see how they can improve uh, the fake news that people put out there. You know, people, Google is a search engine and it's essentially pulling material that people have posted on the internet. Now, you can, you don't believe everything you see on Google as it is. Because you Google something, essentially anything that you're looking for, if you're looking for answers, you want to say, you want to find out, uh, does Israelite have a big head? If you Google it, there's someone who possibly would have said that you have a big head. And so, and so that is going to pop up. And then you're likely to believe that indeed Israelite has a big head. When really, that's, that's not the case. So there's so much information out there, and it would be great if there's a way that's the search engine or the people at the search engine can work on it and ensure that uh, we have, you know, we significantly, significantly reduce the amount of you know, fake news that's, that people are, are posted and in, inaccurate information that people are sharing on the platform. Israel A is a journalist and executive head at Influencer Africa. Great to have you. Thank you so much for sharing with us. Let's take a break. When we return, it's showbiz. Well, before showbiz, let's check out what's making headlines elsewhere. At least 100 people have died and 150 others are injured after a fire broke out during a wedding in Iraq's largest Christian town. Hundreds were celebrating in a banqueting hall in Karakosh in Nineveh province when it happened. It is not known what started the fire, but some reports suggest fireworks set it off. The fire led to collapse of parts of the hall as a result of the use of highly flammable low-cost building materials that collapsed within minutes when fire breaks out. Iraq Civil Defense Directorate said it is not immediately clear if the bride and the groom were among the victims. Footage posted online show the couple on the dance floor before flaming chunks begin falling onto the dance floor. The number of reported victims is unclear. That is it for World News Showbiz is up next. Everyone has a story. But there was a time I decided I have to stop the music. story of that unique place that gives them a vibe.
It's time for some showbiz, and this morning on Hit 103.9, the morning show Daybreak Hit with Andy Dusty, Baba Sadek was called on the phone, and he is making a statement saying that the army fund base for artists are becoming very toxic, and he explained why. Now you're saying that the fan, the fan army is becoming more toxic by the day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, we're analyzing um, the impacts of fan armies, and we're looking at it from the point of the era where they were very good in the music marketing chain. Um, you will recognize that within the last almost every three to six months, the music marketing um, terrain keeps changing. You know, it keeps turning around for good. You know, and previously the fan armies were a very good um, a vehicle to amplify um, a new release or a project by a talent. Uh, but at a point in time, um, the competitive element of it um, became a bit extreme. I mean, it's fine for fans of different um, activities to jab at each other. We do it in football. But when it becomes too extreme and too toxic, then it raises eyebrows, you know. Um, I mean, I support a class of Oki Sokota, Santi Kotoko. But obviously, I mean, we could go at each other and joke about things and all of those things and all of that. Uh, but sometimes when you go on a continental point, we all would be concerned or would want football generally. Uh... And let's turn our attention onto the foreign front. And rapper Memphis Bleak says that he had to turn down a character for a lead role in the film Drumline after Chris Robinson had called him when I was the director of Drumline. And Jay-Z has been angry with him ever since. If I could go back... Y'all niggas don't know this. I never told this story. I turned down Drumline like a, see, package Wait, me you up. supposed the to be movie? Cannon? Yeah. The movie? Nah. Yeah, I turned it down. You were supposed to be the lead in the movie? Yeah. He wanted me to do it and everything, and Chris I was Robinson. scared. Yep, I was scared. Scared Wait, to Hold on, hold on, hold on. Y'all, 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 y'all over there. Y'all over there. Please, please, please. Hold on. Yeah. So you telling me Nick, Chris Robinson called you for Drumline? Yes. You were supposed to be the main character? Yes. Holy. He wanted to put me in acting school and all that, and I was afraid. Yeah, they were investing you that much. I was afraid because when I read the script, it was a drummer, and I was afraid. Remember, I just my career had just started working, and I'm saying to myself, "All right, I do this movie as a drummer, and then it don't work. I'm gonna go back to the hood and tell niggas we out here getting this money. We real niggas." You know, Nick wanted to, and you know what's so ill about Nick? Me and Nick had the same management. My manager, B. High, used to manage him too. And my man, rest in peace, Klepto, used to studio with Nick. Because Nick wanted Not to be a rapper. GM and that will be it for Showbiz here on Joy News Today. The name is Ibrahim Benbako. My name is Aisha Ibrahim. Before we go, uh, there's been an accident in Peking, the Volta region, where several people are thought to uh, have died. Our correspondent, Peter Senu, is joining us with uh, more. Peter Senu, what can you report from the accident scene? Well, Aisha, um, this afternoon, uh, Gori Sin met me when uh, I was traveling for a workshop. So I had to stop and then... Uh, get involved in whatever was happening. Uh, the fact is that a Toyota Hayes uh, traveling from Accra, um, residents or eyewitness say was overtaken. And so um, almost like collided with uh, these vision buses. I, I, I can't get the name right, but these long red buses traveling from Accra to Chinderi. And in the Toyota Hayes, if the number is right, 40, 
16, 15 people are feared dead because the car has been smashed completely, completely mangled. Nothing. The roof, everything is off uh, as we speak. Uh, police personnel, the fire service and ambulance are here managing the situation uh, for now. And so, and then we know that uh, about two people also died in the bus that was traveling from Accra to Chindiri area. So that is what is happening here at Peggy Chibu. All right. And Peter Seno is our man on the line there. We'll definitely bring you more on this in our subsequent bulletins. My name is Aisha Ibrahim. Enjoy the rest of our programs.